Are you in that place that I'm in right now? Is your plate too full? Is it overflowing? Are the words, I'm so busy, or how am I going to do all of this coming out of your mouth? Your Mindful Life Podcast. Right now, you're here and listening to the podcast, and I am so glad that you are. Do you feel moved to support it? I hope you do, and I hope you will, by going over to patreon.com forward slash your mindful life. That's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your mindful life, all one word, and become a member. As a member, you not only support the podcast to keep it going, you also receive member-only content created just for you. Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Mary Slocum, and today on the podcast, we're exploring how mindfulness helps us when we're juggling what feels like too many obligations and too many activities. It's that time of year. Everything is in full swing, work, school, family, and the holidays are appearing on the horizon. My plate is full. I've signed up for and am deep in preparation for teaching two courses, both starting in October. I'm writing, editing, and recording my weekly podcast. I'm deep into raising funds for women candidates for the U.S. Congress with a sense of urgency like I have never felt before. And then there are two surgeries on the calendar— one an oral surgery and the other a hand surgery that will keep me away from the keyboard for a week or more. Ugh, I need that keyboard. It's how I do my work, out of commission for a week. And right now, on this Sunday evening, I'm sensing that this play is too full. The podcast is not ready for the audio engineer as it should be by this time of the week. And last-minute changes are being asked for in the curriculum of one of the courses I'm teaching. And the other course, it starts in two weeks, and although the shape of it is ready, the content is not. Fundraising is loud and busy as the final weeks before the election fall away. I've let my passions run away with me. Or have I? The first thing I'm doing as I write this is that I'm closing my eyes and I'm taking a few slow breaths. Now I'm feeling the pressure of my butt on the seat on the chair. I'm feeling my feet connected to the ground down through the flooring, the foundation, and into the sandy earth that's supporting my house, my chair, and me. Just doing this settles me out of my head and into my body. 
I'm letting go of the me that wants to think, analyze, scold, and feel worried and bad about it all. Just letting awareness let go of all the content. Letting awareness go out into that space around me. What's there? Spaciousness, calm, a sense of grounding, a sense of knowing that everything is okay without having to think. What's interesting at this point is that I haven't figured out how to keep everything on my plate going forward in a good way. Rather, I've dropped out of the content altogether. I let go of the full plate and it feels like a solve, protective and healing. It feels right and it feels nourishing. Now I'm inviting awareness to come into my body and rest into the space between my eyes. A sense of aliveness and softening is here, and I notice how the space seems infinitely big and doesn't seem to have any boundaries. And now inviting awareness to rest between my ears. Interestingly, More aliveness and vibration are here, and more space opens, and it feels like there's no inner and outer. And now, inviting awareness to rest behind my body, in back of me. It's funny, usually we aren't aware of the space in back of us. Hmm, what's happening now? Awareness seems to fill up all the spaces. And it feels like it's coming forward through my body and out into the space in front of me, beside me, above me, and below me. This alive, spacious awareness is everywhere. And its quality, it has this knowing without thinking. It rests without getting sleepy. It loves without needing a person or object to love. It moves in stillness. It's alive, curious, open, calm, and it feels like home. It's composed. There's no nervous energy worry, or anxiety. And there's no feeling of contraction. The feeling of stress is gone. And yet, has anything changed on my plate? Nothing and everything. The to-dos are still there, but the angst about making it all work is gone. How I am responding has changed. The audio engineer is not going to drop the job just because an episode or two arrives a little late. And I know that I'll do a good job recording to make his work easier. We have enough experience together that he knows lateness is not my habit. And I'll let him know ahead of time.
The classes will get prepared. I'll reach out to my co-teacher and ask for her help to close the loose ends that are falling like spaghetti all over the place. And the content for the other class, well, that will develop as I live this life because the topic is mindfulness. And after all, this is what it's all about. And the election will happen. And I'll do what I can in these last few weeks. What I can are important words. I'll respect my time and energy. The surgeries will happen too. And while I heal, I'll use my imagination to reach out to my audiences in new ways, even though I don't know exactly what those will be yet. There is this knowing about the unknown. This embodied knowing is here right now. I'm not thinking, analyzing, or emoting from my head. Rather, this knowing is coming from my heart space, not the physical heart or the emotional heart, but that space behind and below that while it touches the physical and the emotional is bigger and more alive, calmer, loving, and knowing. In Mahayana Buddhism, there is something called bodhicitta, usually translated as awakening mind. I bring it up here because I was introduced to it many years ago by one of my spiritual teachers, Adyashanti, and somehow I knew it was something important to me to help me to disentangle myself from the quagmire of constant self-doubt, unworthiness, and anxiety. It helped me to let go of the need to be it all and do it all. In my experience, what bodhicitta is about is experiencing life directly without interference by the conceptual mind, and at the same time, experiencing compassion and emptiness. The compassion of bodhicitta is about helping others find peace with whatever happens and not, for example, about giving a helping hand to create social justice. Although that kind of compassion is also worthy. Emptiness in this context refers to spacious awareness that is empty because while it holds the content of experience, it's not focus there. It's not about the content. It's rather simply all of it. This sense of emptiness comes when awareness is resting in the context rather than the content of now. And you're probably saying, what? I know, I know. Okay, I give you that one. It's really difficult to make this make sense to the conceptual mind. It feels mind-boggling, and it has taken me literally years to get the feel of emptiness from within awareness rather than to keep trying to logically understand it. I didn't get it by thinking about it. I got it by doing practices like the one I shared with you today, Somehow by shifting away from the content, the thoughts, the emotions, the sensations, and the feelings, and into spacious awareness is what has really helped me. Now, this doesn't mean that the conceptual mind is bad or not necessary. It is. 
but it is also not needed to be online all the time. By shifting into this empty, spacious awareness, into the context rather than the content, we free ourselves to heal ourselves and allow our inner embodied knowing that doesn't require thinking to come forward. Do this. Don't worry about it. Just do it. Rest in spaciousness and the knowing will spring forward. Try the little exercise that I did with you in this podcast on your own and see how it goes. All the angst I was feeling about my full plate being too full is gone. And my body mind feels open, active, and alive, and yet calm and still. And I'm grateful for this time and space with you, sharing with you what I am directly experiencing so it can be a lamplight for your experience. This week, I invite you to rest in spacious awareness and see what happens. I hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, I'm grateful to you, my audience, and I'm also grateful for the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. All of you who are members of the podcast, Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design, Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering and production, Bill Rafferty for technical web support, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful.